Amen. Good to see each and every one of you here this morning. You can take a seat if you like. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer in just in a moment. Uh, but we do want to um, want to take some prayer requests. I have a few I'd like to share with you as well. Uh, keep in prayer, uh, Brother David Drucker. He has come home from the hospital. Uh, but uh, keep him in prayer. Sister Nancy, uh, he is still recovering. And uh, uh, lift him up. Lift up Harold Holsinger in prayer as well. Uh, uh, ben Myers, uh, young man, age 51, uh, down in North Carolina, uh, is 51, is not saved, and he's been diagnosed with stage 4 lymphoma cancer. So lift him up in prayer, and uh, uh, those that may be traveling to visit with him, that they might say words inspired by God to him. Uh, also, I have a praise, Sister Thelma Farmer, too, with us today, but uh, her lungs ain't able to say all she wants to say. Uh, so she asked me, she said, I want, in her words, in her writing, I want to thank the Lord for the blessings and for, uh, for being there for me and for being here today. I, I put my trust in the Lord and pray instead of worrying, and God is on my side. Man, I'm going to tell you why. That's great. That's going to go along with the message, too, today, by the way. Always does find something like that. But we're glad each and every one of you are here today. Is there another request from anyone? Sister Lola? Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we come before your throne of grace once again this day. God, we're so thankful, Father. God, for Lord, the excitement just that we feel coming into the place, Father, Lord God, with the Brotherly love, Lord God, and, and God, just being together, Lord God. There's something about assembling together, God, with brothers and sisters in Christ, with friends, Father, Lord God, who, who come seeking, Father, Lord God. And Lord, your word says if we seek, we'll find when we seek you with all of our hearts, Father. Help us today, Lord God, to know in so doing that, Father, God, that we will truly know, Father, Lord God, what it is, Father, to worship today. For, Father, when we come today, Lord God, God, we come to worship. We so often call it our service, Lord, but our service is when we leave to go to the highways and the byways, Father, Lord God, and be about your business, Father. God, here today, we're specifically, Lord, worshiping you today. We come to lay out before you, Lord God, God, to thank you, Lord God, for all that we have, all that we are, for the trials, Father, Lord God, that we go through. Yes, even in the midst of trial, Lord God, God, as David what he went through, Lord God. He said, my cup runneth over. God, when we see that today, Father, God, that regardless of the circumstances, you were there, you are there, and you will be there, Father. And that realization of that, Lord, we too will drink from the saucer. Father, I pray today, Lord God, that you would just help us, Lord God, to be ever so mindful. God, of those that are here today, Lord God, with hearts, Lord God, that are broken, that are hurting, that are struggling, Father. God, that we can pray, Father, Lord God, that they might hear, Father, God, the tender voice speak to them, Lord. 
God, we thank you today, Lord God, for the prayers that you've answered, Lord God, in our family in the south. God, and those that are traveling, Lord, that your hand is upon them. But God, we also know today, Lord God, that God, right now, this moment and this time, Father, God, can be more than a time of gathering, can be more than a time even of worship. God, and it be a time, Father, it can be a time of life-changing for an eternity, Father. God, it can be a time, Father, Lord God, when you said simply just be still and know that I am God. We try to figure everything out, God. We try to think and how it should be or why it's not this way or that way. But Lord God, you remind us, Lord God, that our thoughts aren't yours. Our ways aren't your ways. God, simply just to trust you and lean not to our own understanding. God, you said you direct our paths. Help us to be willing to do that. God, and you narrowed it down to one word to make it simple for us. It's called faith. Simple faith as a grain of a mustard seed, Lord. You tell us it's not great faith that we have to have. It's faith believing. Help us today, Lord God. God, to grow in that faith believing. Help us today to find those that need that faith believing today. Speak to us each and every one today in a way that only you can. We bring all these requests to you. Lord, and we leave them with you. Help us to remember that, God. You work on your time schedule, not ours. So we give you all these, and we thank you for the answers that you give back. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Beautiful song. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, ladies. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Visitors, we're glad you're with us today. Brother, go ahead. Amen. Yeah. We're glad you're with us today. You're visiting. We're glad you're here as well. And uh, we have a declaration that we share on most every Sunday I can remember. And we try to do that every Sunday. And and I want to share that with you. And we're going to do that. Give her time to get back there and put it on the screen. Um, Let's say it together. My past is past, my future is bright, God's promises are true, and his word is sure. With God as my helper, I will be all he wants me to be, I will do all he wants me to do, all he wants me to receive, and I will give God the glory he deserves. Amen. Amen. Isn't that great today? May I tell you, too, when my past is past, it's hard to get over that one, right? We can have a past, and that's what Satan likes to throw up first and foremost. But may I tell you what? Your past was taken care of on the cross. Your past was taken care of on the cross. The moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, my friend, your past is covered by the blood, and he remembers him no more. So why do we go back there? Yesterday is gone. It won't be back. Live to look forward to what God has for you today. 
live for that and think and realize of that today. Uh, before I read this morning, I'm going to read out of the book of Judges. Don't turn there. Well, you can turn. It's in the Old Testament. I, I'm go- I, I've got a verse I want to go to in 2 Corinthians. So you can go to Judges. Just listen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Well, I'm going to start with 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Do you hear that? We walk in this flesh, but the war is not in the flesh. Listen, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means not of this world. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal or worldly, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Do you hear that? Some got a stronghold on you. Some got a stronghold on you and you just can't seem to loosen it and let it go. You just can't seem to get rid of it. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's because you're doing it in your mind. I'm going to tell you something, it's because you're trying to fix it your way. You're trying to do it with your power. But my power doesn't come from what I have in my strength. My power comes from what this says, through the pulling the mighty hand of God, through the pulling down of strongholds. God is able to pull whatever binds you, pull that away from you. God is, you may not be able, and pretty much so a lot of times we're not. Because in ourselves we're weak and weary. But with Christ we can do all things. And rely on him to pull down the strongholds, casting down, listen here, imaginations, and that's disagreements, that's whatever you want. That's those things. uh, uh, Every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want to stop right there. I just want to share with you today that sometimes self gets in our way. Sometimes we are our biggest enemy. Do you know that? Sometimes we get into the way when God wants to move and we say, well, there's no way that's possible. When God wants to show you his great hand at work and we're going to say, what? That's no way that could happen. I'm going to show you, I'm going to read to you today out of the book of Judges, back there in the Old Testament. Hopefully you found that by now. In the book of Judges in the Old Testament, um, I'm not going to read chapters 6 and 7, but we're going to just jump through those, okay? Gideon. Gideon was a, 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 a man, he was, he was a farmer, if you will. He was a farmer and God come to him and he told him that I want you, Gideon, I want you to go and I want you to stand up against the, uh, the enemies and the, and the people and the gods of Baal and I want you to tear down their altars. I want you to tear that down. Now he was just an ordinary, if there's ever an ordinary guy, if there's ever that ordinary person, then, you know, it's just me. You know what he did? He obeyed God and he went toward that. He went toward down and God told him that he would find favor with him by tearing down the altar of Baal and and, and realize that. And God said unto Gideon in, in chapter 6 and verse 36, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon again and, and he said unto 
And Gideon said unto God, If if thou wilt save Israel by thine hand, as thou hast said, behold, I will put a fleece out. You know, well, I will put a fleece out of wool in the floor. And if the dew be upon the fleece only, and the rest be dry on the earth beside, then shall I know that thy hand that thou hast said, and it shall be so. He rose up early on the morrow and thrust the fleece together and wringed the dew out of the fleece and a bowl full of water. And Gideon said unto God, Let not thine anger be hot against me, and I will speak this once. Let me prove, I pray thee, but this once with the fleece, and now let it be dry only upon the fleece, and upon the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, for it was dry upon the fleece only, and there was dew all around on the ground. So often, as God calls us, and He wants us to do something, I want to pick up here in a little bit, don't close your Bible. So often, as God calls, He wants us to do something. He wants us to make a move. He wants to make a move through us. He wants to use us. And He wants to use us in such a mighty way then we say, well, God, I just don't think I'm able to do that. God, I just don't believe it. God, you know what? God, if this is what you want. Now, listen, we, we can get real serious right here because we're going to say, woe is me here in just a moment. God, if this is it, God, would you just do this? And God, if this is how it is going to be in my life, would you just do this? And you know what we do? We put out that fleece like Gideon did. You know? We put out that fleece, and that's how we want God to answer well, we should move forward. Do you understand? That's what he was saying. God, this is how I want you to answer whether or not I should do this. And you know what? Gideon did that today, but we've got something far more today. We've got something far more that Gideon didn't have in that day. You know what? When God shares and God speaks to our hearts and He wants us to move forward in our faith, He wants to step forward in our faith, you know what we have that Gideon did not have? God's holy word. And yet we want God to say, God, this is how I want you to answer. And God says, I've already supplied your answer. Look in the book. Look in the book. You remember back when you was in school and you would be taking a test or whatever and you didn't know how it was? I remember one teacher I'd go to and all she'd ever say, look in the book. Look in the book. You know what? I knew she knew to tell me, but what she knew is I wasn't looking in the book. I wanted somebody just to show me the answer. And that teacher would always tell me, look in the book. And I begrudgingly would look in the book every time and find the answer. But yet I wanted the answer to come in my way. How many times do we do that today, people? How many times do we say, God, this is what I want in my life. And God, if this is what, what you want me to do like God makes mistakes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not what I wanted you to do. We say, God, if this is what I wanted you to do, God, don't make mistakes. If he tells you to do something, do it. 
But what we do, we often, in that point in time, we say, God, if this is what you want, God, you show me something. And we put out our fleece, if you will. We put out, and you know what we do then by doing that? We limit God, and we also show God that our faith is way too weak. Do you like this? We show God our faith is way too weak. And you know what God wants to do? God wants to use us. But God showed this to Gideon because God had something more to show Gideon, didn't he? God had something more to show Gideon. And he says, God just basically does that, what he requests. When you do that so often, we do that. You know why? You say, Lord, let me make sure it's you and this is what I want. You know why? If you're not sure if it's God, you pray. And I'm going to tell you something. God's not the author of confusion. God will speak to you, and you will know what God wants. He wants to speak to you in a way that anybody else can. Nobody else will. I want to get real personal. God, I don't like going here. But when it comes, I have to obey. When God was calling me to preach his gospel, I said no. And I didn't just say no. I got very angry at God. And I said, no way. God spoke to me and he said, if you don't preach, I'll burn your house down. Yeah. No, I'm not either. I don't care. You know what I thought? (laughs) This house isn't but just over a year old, brand new home. It ain't going to burn down. One Sunday morning, I was down at the altar of Blairs Creek Missionary Baptist Church got up to stand with the youth choir just getting ready to sing, and my mother walked through the door. She didn't open her mouth before I'd run out. I knew that God said, Son, I gave you chance after chance after chance. Now I'm going to show you what needs to be done. What I'm telling you today is, God will give you chance after chance, opportunity after opportunity to follow him and obey him. But my friend, listen here. If you are needing to respond to God, you better do what he says to do. You had better do what he said to do. No doubt, I, I listen. But he goes on in chapter 7 and he began to speak to Gideon. And all the people that were with him rose up early and he pitched beside the well of Herod and the hosts of the Midianites were on the north and the side of them upon the hill of Morah in the valley. And here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Because God told the people to do something and they disobeyed. He told Israel that he wanted them to do this and to trust him, and they disobeyed. And God said, because of that, I'm going to put you in the hands of the oppressor, the Midianites. I'm going to put you in the hands of them for seven years. I just wonder today how many people are struggling because you didn't obey God. I just wonder today how many people, you say, I've been struggling a long time, Pastor. He said, I'm going to put you under this struggle for seven years because I spoke to you, I spoke to you, I spoke to you. You remember when your dad did that when you was a boy or a girl? Yeah. I used to think my mother had the longest index finger there ever was. But that's what God does. 
And the people cried out because they were oppressed. And God heard their cry. So God says, well, this is what I want you to do. And he told Gideon, a farmer, I want you to lead the people. I want you to do this, Gideon. And Gideon says, I'm not sure I can. How many people are here today thinking you're not sure you can do something right now in your life? How many people right now, you're at a point in your life that you're not sure you're able to do what God wants you to do? You're not sure you're able to get forward in your life. You know what? God says, trust me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he said, I'll direct your paths. You think you can, and I'm going to tell you something. That's what happened to these people, and they were struggling year after year. God does not want his people to struggle. God tells us all through the scripture that he blesses them in an abundance. Do you know that? You might say, well, pastor, are you telling me because I'm struggling and I'm not obeying God? Listen, I also want to tell you this. Do you know what? That it's only when a drought comes that a tree's roots go deeper. Huh? It's when a drought comes that a tree's roots sink deeper down into the ground. You know what he's doing? He may also be taking you through a dry time so that you can strengthen your roots in God. He may take you, be putting you into that time so that when the wind comes, you will be prepared for the adversity that comes your way. You're going through a dry time? Trust him. He's making you stronger. May I tell you something? You know whether he's trying to make you stronger or whether you've disobeyed, don't we? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I want to move on. So Gideon that were with them and all the people, and the Lord, in verse 2 and 7, And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many. Now there was 32,000 people, because Gideon had called the people together. And Gideon had told the people, like I said, I'm just wanting to hit some spots here, so I'm filling in some blanks. Gideon called all the people together. And he told all the people there of Israel, he said, this is what God says he's going to do. He's going to deliver us. He's going to show us victory. But he needs people to stand forward. He needs people to come forth and say, I'm willing. I'm willing to be part of this army of Gideons that God wants. You know what? So he called the people and they come together. And there were 32,000 people that had come together. Sounds pretty large, don't it? You know what God says? Now these are too many to give the Midianites into their hand. The Midianites was the enemies. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Thine own hand had saved me. Now they're to go, go to proclaim the ears of the people. Speak to the people, saying this. <clears throat> Whosoever is fearful here. Th- imagine, 32,000 people gathered. And Gideon speaks to him and he says, you know what, we're going to go to war. We've got a battle to fight. And God wants us to be willing to fight. But if you're fearful and afraid, you can return and depart off of this Mount of Gilead. And you know what? 22,000 people said, okay. 32,000. 30,000, 22,000 people now. Yeah. 
22,000 people left. You see, God's got a great army. God has always got a great army, but a vast majority of the army let fear overpower them. A vast majority of God's people always seem to let fear overpower them. God said, I have not given you the spirit of fear, uh, but of love and power and of a sound mind and heart. When you have that fear, you're not trusting God. Yeah. I mean, right now you're at that place, I don't know if I can get this done. I don't know if I can do this. Would you get out of the way? Would you get out of the way? Just move out. See what God's wanting to do. You know, there were 32,000, and he said, I know the minds of these people. He knows our minds as well. God says, I know the minds of these people. And if that many number goes out against a number far exceeding that, but if they go and get victory, they're going to say, look what I did. Yeah. We get there too sometime, don't we? God blesses us and we think we made it all on our own. Every good thing and perfect thing comes from above, the Father of lights. But listen, he says, nope, get them down, 22,000. And then so we're going to go on down. So he said the same thing and whosoever says, so he brought down, he said, nope, that's still too many. So he brought the people unto the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue like a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink, and the number of them that lapped, putting their hands into their hand to their mouth were three hundred. Wow. What would you do? If you had a great number, and all of a sudden it was down to less than a tenth of the number. 300 men, but all the rest of the people down bowed their knees to drink of the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By 300 men that lapped will I save you. <laughs> Once again here, now wait a minute, God. Now wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with using all these people. You know what God knew that Gideon didn't know? God knew that the hearts of people is what brings victory. Victory comes out of the heart believing that God is able. And my friend, if there's a vast number in the house today that's just here, but that number that God believes and is able is you believe in your heart that God is able to do all things. You look around all over in this church building and you're going to find posters everywhere. And it says the mark of an effective church is not how many people come, but how many people's lives are changed as a result of having been there. That's what God wants to do. You can show up and still not have your heart where God can use it. Still not have your heart where God can use it. Just, I, I, I'm trying to be slow because, man, this is good. This is real good. So going down, by 300 men will I save you. 
Listen, if it's you and you alone, you understand that God's going to save you. If it comes down to you and you alone, God is going to save you. Huh? Let me just go real quick. If you go over Samuel, but I don't want you to. I'm going to tell you another short story. Come here. David and Goliath, we all know that story. We all know that story. But the whole Israelite army, once again, once again, the whole Israelite army had gotten to a place where they let one person overpower them and bring fear into their lives. The whole army. And David comes, and David simply says, the one who delivered me from the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion will deliver me from this Philistine. One man, one young man, teenager, young people. Don't ever think that God don't use you till you're 21 or an adult or whatever. huh? God will use you that are willing to be used. And you know what he said? Well, we know that story, don't we? That Goliath fell. With a sling and a stone, he said, you come to me with all of this. I come to you in the name of the Lord. Well, and the Midianites, I'm only going down about verse 12. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children east lay along the valley. Listen, this is, I'm going to tell you how many people that the enemy were. How large the enemy were. Now, they're here, Okay. The enemy lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for a multitude. You know what I'm talking about when you see a whole lot of locusts and it's so much so it just darkens the sky? And their camels were without number as the sand by the sea side for the multitude. There were so many of them that their, even their camels was like the, you couldn't even number and there so many. That was their enemy they faced it. 300 people. And then what God says to Gideon to do. What God tells Gideon to do next, he says, now I want you to take your 300. And he said, I want you to split them in 100. Each in 100. I said, wait a minute. All right. But you know what he said? He divided the 300 men into companies with lamps and pitchers. He divided the men in 300 into companies and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. Fire, if you will, within the pitcher. What God give you as a child of God? Just a little side note here. What God give you as a child of God? He give you a trumpet. He give you a voice, right? Yeah. He give you a pitcher and he put a fire in the pitcher. If you notice the picture all throughout, it talks about our bodies being like a clay pitcher, earthen vessel made of clay. And he put a fire within that earthen vessel. What is that fire that's in the earthen vessel? That fire, my friend, is what God and God alone gives, and that is the Holy Spirit. When we invite God into our life to be our Lord and our Savior, he puts a fire in us. He said, I want you, I want every man to blow that trumpet. Listen, our trumpets have gone silent as Christians, haven't they? Our trumpets have gone silent as Christians, and my friend, we're looking for a fire, and we can't even seem to find one. You know what he told one of the churches? He said, thou art cold. (laughs) 
How do you get cold when there's supposed to be a fire? How do you get cold when there's supposed to be a fire? How do you get indifferent? How do you get fearful when there's supposed to be a fire in you? My friend, if we listen to a fire that's within us, we'll not get cold. We'll not get weary. We'll not be afraid because we'll know our God is a mighty victor. I want to tell you something real quick too. Can't really see that clock, but that's okay. Give me five more minutes, okay? Satan knows that he one day will have to concede. He's already been defeated. He has already been defeated, and God has given us victory already. Do you know that? We sing this song, Victory in Jesus, and we say, I heard an old, old story, and we think it was a long time ago. No, it's just that victory has been a long time. For those people, those today, it's victory as far as if we want. But listen, I want to get back to this. We just need to understand where God is in our life. Do we not? We need to understand. I'm going to just move on because I will. So he divided the 300 and he put that fire and that trumpet. And all that are with me and blow then ye the trumpets also on every side of the camp. And say, listen, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So they got all together. And when all the people into the right hands blow the trumpet and they cried. The sword of the Lord. <laughs> My friend, this is what we need to do. When adversity comes before us, that's how I'd say it. The sword of the Lord is with me, and in the hand of Orbe Eastep, I have the power to overcome any adversity that comes my way. You put your name there. The sword of the Lord is with me. Then blow your trumpet and sound your alarm. We want to retreat just like the first 22. Oh, yeah, I'll follow. Wait a minute, if I got a chance to know, I'm going to go. Yeah. The sword of the Lord is with me. And then the 300 blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his elbow, his fellow, tears in my eyes, even throughout all the host, fled to Bethsa and Zareth, and to the border of Abel, Manoah, and unto Tabith. Listen, what he's saying here to all of this. You know what God did? I'm going to wrap it up because it's said five minutes. God took, and he spoke to just a common, ordinary person. Anybody here think you're more than a common, ordinary person? Okay, then he's speaking to us, just like us. God spoke to a common, ordinary person. And he said, I want you to gather people. And if you want out of the oppression you've been under, this is what I want you to do. God's speaking to you today. If you want out of the oppression that you've been under, this is what I want you to do. You say that it's the Midianites that are becoming hard taskmasters to you and, and that have had you just like slaves and you can't enjoy anything. Well, then if you want out of that, this is what you do. You listen to what I say. 
gather the people. And you know what? A lot of people want out of their current circumstances. A lot of people today want, listen real close. A lot of people today want out of the current circumstances they're in. But when a man of God or God speaks to you and says, this is what God wants you to do, you know what? You're going to be like the 22,000. Just, no, I I don't really think, no, just, huh? Amen? Amen? Yeah, oh my, whichever works. But when God used 300 men that were willing to stand with God and do what God said to do, to blow your trumpet, smash your... Can you imagine? It's in the middle of the night, by the way. I'll tell you, it's in the middle of the night. And can you imagine all these pitchers busting with the fire within them? It looked like explosions going off everywhere. Well, they had victory. Why did they have victory? Because they were willing to listen to the Lord. They were not willing. They didn't look at their circumstances. And they, you know, because they came to Gideon and said, Hey, the enemy here has got so many camels over here. All the mountains around about us. See, they're up on a hill down in the valley. Just the opposite if I was in war. I'd want to be on a hill and go down. But anyway, they got so many camels, there's no way. But they didn't say that. Their number's so big, we couldn't imagine what the number is. They didn't say that. You know what they said? They said, we're going to blow our trumpet. We're going to carry our pitcher, our earthen vessel. I'm going to carry my earthen vessel and that fire that's in this earthen vessel. I'm going to let it out. That's what they did. Well, okay, I'm done. Maybe another evening or day. There's a little bit more of it. Lord saying, that's enough. They got it. What about you today? Now we're going to talk just you and I. Where you stand in your life? What about your circumstances? Huh? You're in a way right now in your life and you wonder how you're going to get through this. How do I know that? I don't. I'm just speaking through God's words. I didn't write it down come from here. You're in a place in your life right now and you're understanding that maybe I'm that person that God's not blessed because I'm one of the 22,000 and I want to be out from under my oppression but I don't want to do anything about it. You understand what I'm saying? They wanted to be out. They didn't want to live like that but they didn't want to do anything about it. My friends, I'm going to tell you, the victory came to those who believed and followed what Gideon said the Lord said to do. Victory will come to you today when you believe what the Lord told you to do, and you do it right now. Will you stand? If you're here today and you need Jesus in your heart and life, I want you to come and ask him. You can say, Pastor, I need to be saved. I'll, I'll pray with you or call one, two. You're here today and you're in that place in your life. Where I've just described you, I don't need to know your story. God already does. I just need you to bring it here and leave it here. Whatever it is, how he's speaking to you. Long time member, first time guest, whatever. You're here for a reason.
Thank God for each and every one of you. Bow your heads and we'll be dismissed.